0: Hello and welcome in to another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. A special episode here as we ring in the new year with one of the absolute Peaky Blinder legends. Definitely a fan favorite here. As Marissa and I welcome in Packy Lee, otherwise known as Johnny Dogs. Packy, happy new year. How you doing?
1: Happy new year, buddy. Yes, happy new year, Marissa. I'm good, mate. Thank you very much for asking. I hope you're well.
0: Can't complain. Can't complain. We're very happy to have you on. I've had a couple different recommendations, you know, asking from fans of who we might want. We've had Ollie on, we've had Billy Kitchens, but Johnny Dogs is always at the top of the list. So let me ask you, first first and foremost, what is, you know, the reaction around, you know, the UK when you are traveling? Are you noticed, you know, often in the last couple of years? Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I used to, I used to get away with maybe having a bit of fish or her and, things like that um and maybe a hat and stuff maybe you know was bizarre look listen i i'm not one of the guys that's going to get tortured regardless i'm just that's the the beautiful thing about that type of character is that he's he's involved in there but you know i'm happy to speak to people i don't mind uh, sometimes it's weird when i'm with my kids in the middle of disneyland and you get a top <laughs> on the shoulder and you're like are you the guy and you're like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know what you mean, but I think I know what you mean. Uh, do you mean the show? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I do get it a bit, but it's absolutely cool back home. Everyone's great. No, nobody really minds. They let me get on about my business. The, back home, the Irish people are very proud um, of, of people doing well. Um, so whether you're a footballer or a boxer or in the music or acting, they 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 don't torture you as much. You know, they don't they don't harass you. <laughs> Um, they, they showed good things. Of course, my character's good, so that helps. Uh, whereas if I was playing an evil character, I'm not 100% sure how people would react, you know?
0: That's a good point. So tell me, in the, in the very beginning, let's go way back in time, seven, eight years ago, how did you first hear about the show? Was it just a, an audition from your agent or was it something else?
1: Um, it was a conversation with a very good friend of mine who is a very, very, very big top class actor his name is Richard Dormer, um, he's in Game of Thrones, he's in, of course, Forti- uh, Fortitude, and uh, uh, he's a legend back home and a very good friend of mine, and we were chatting, and he said, this show's happening, and you may be too late, so, um, you know, it's no secret, a broke actor, um, you know, even though I've done the way I stand, and and you have your name, as they say, in lights. Uh, you know, it's very hard to come home with any finance because um, cities like London and New York, and um, they're expensive to live in them. Um, and when you do these shows, you need to go and socialize with people, and um, that's how you you know you entertain and and so I suppose grow up in the business. Um, so I had no money, Daniel. I was broke. So I used an iPhone. Um, which was literally the first one I ever had. Um, And I uh, recorded a video, sent it across to the casting agent, uh, via my agent and Shaheen, um, gave me the opportunity before they cast to come in and meet with Otto. And the rest is history. I was only booked for one day. The character was only for one day. And um, thanks to Stephen and the team at Piggies, They they kept bringing me back and here I am now and we're season six. It's happening, you know. That's
0: that's iconic. I mean, you've got Beric Dondarrion helping Johnny Dogs get the Peaky Blinders role, so that's just a fantastic full circle character to character development.
1: Do you know what I mean? And it's (laughs) it's that's that's and that's the secret to it. If you look at me uh, and uh, Richard's one of my uh, as much as he's a friend. See, it's very hard to have a friend and then have somebody you really look up to and I mean like really look up to you know like you, you inspire to be as good as them if you could ever do if not please be at least somewhere near the level of them and he's at the level that that I can only dream of um and I don't mean the shows the shows are great the alls all great it's Richard brilliant but Richard on stage is electrifying and that's that's uh, Killian on stage is electrifying and I. Look, there's not a person that comes out of the audience and won't say it. Most of our cast members on stage are electric fan and piggies. So it's great that we're all trying to bring that electric to the television screen, to try and transform it into your homes. You know, that's, that's the secret to it. But with Richard, he's um, one hell of a talent and one that I'm very proud to call a friend. And with the help of him and another great actor who um, at the time helped me with the, uh, the audition piece, uh Lola Roddy um that's 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 it it's a close-knit family you know
2: that's so cool oh my gosh I love hearing about that so one of the things I was going to talk to you about is like who who is like the coolest experience that you've had with like your mentor obviously you kind of just talked about that but like is there anything that's super cool that's just happened in your career where you're like man this was it
1: (laughs) um Heck, there's been a few, Marissa, look, listen, Um, I, I'm not going to lie if you don't think working on piggies is is a moment, but the difference with that, and I'm sure the audience of, and especially the guys listening to the podcast will probably know is because I was only cast for a day, I, I didn't get a job offer of like, you know, a couple of years work. You know, uh, this was something that I have grew with and I haven't, mm. I haven't looked forward to anything. It's always been, oh God, I just did, we just did another one. Whereas the likes of getting a phone call, not knowing why, and all of a sudden standing filming The Witcher, um, alongside Henry and uh, Wolfgang, uh, who is one of the best stunt coordinator directors on the whole entire planet. Um at that certain point you've got to pinch yourself and go, okay, is this is this real? You know, like, I'm, I'm just about the fate Superman. I mean, I know he's not Superman, but he is Superman. You know? He is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, I love um,
2: hearing that perspective from it. And,
1: and that's, that's real. You know, I, I don't really mind, but you know, ask Henry and he'll say he filmed the Witcher and you know, his proudest moment was working with me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the bar scene <laughs> is all, all he remembered. Yeah, of course it is. He loves me. It's all good. We <laughs> <I'm only> joking.
0: <laughs> so, so when you, you know. Talk to anyone that, that acts, and we've talked to you know a, def- a couple of different people with Peaky Blinders. We've gotten different responses about whether you're a fan of the show. So, did you start watching from season one, and are you a, a Peaky Blinders fan?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm the handful of people that when I did my first bit, you see, not only was I only in for one day, but my one day that I was in was this the day straight after the read through. Oh wow. So uh, because Sam was late to the read through, uh, Burnham, I'm dyslexic. um, And because of my Northern Irish accent, uh, they asked me would I read Sam's part. So I read Sam's part in the read through. Then I had to jump into my own part, read my part. And then the next day, we're literally filming my part. And then all of a sudden it's going. And at that point I'd said to a few people at the time, this. This could be this could be big, you know. This could be this could be potentially massive, you know. And when you talk to people back home, you're doing a series. What is it, piggy blinders? What? Uh, what? What is it like a porn show or something? What is that? What? What, what is it you're doing? Or is it like is, is it like a Peep and Tom type thing? What? Like, is it a comedy? And I'm like, no, nah, it's not a comedy. Um, but I'm you know I'm trying to bring a bit of color to my character. Uh, all the characters do that and i'm i'm very proud to be amongst the family of piggy blinders um it's a it's a it's something that i hold very deep and i'm very sure that a lot of us if not all of us are very proud especially from the start um that it's it's done a lot for us individually as um for for actors as well as publicly you know for other tv work and stuff you know
0: well, I can I can speak for all of us to say that you are not lacking of color, your character. And yeah. it's definitely a fan favorite. Let me ask you, when you're watching as a fan, who are some of your favorite characters?
1: Um, well, straight up I love obviously I love Kelly, and I think he's very cool. Anybody that doesn't love Tommy Shelby on this series, then you're not gonna be a massive fan of it. He's the number one he leads by example, and that's kill. That's how Kill is, kill's the way he is, and That's what's great about it. I love Ada. I think she's great. Love Sophie. Sophie's been brilliant. And from the original one, you know, one and two to, um, yeah, love Ada. Uh, I can't really talk too much because I'm in the middle of learning lanes for the new one. Oh, you got to be careful. So I'm being very careful of who I talk about. Uh, But listen, I'm a fan favorite of all the fan favorites you've got. Of course, uh, Alfie Solomon's great. I love Arthur. Um you know me and Paul's quite close. we have a great relationship um I, I don't think you should ask that question or yeah you're right it's loaded
0: it's loaded because
1: uh your your best character may yet still come
0: <laughs> Ooh, we're, we're excited about I'm that I'm just issue. saying
1: it's the, a TV show we're shooting yeah um and and it's it's one that we are all cap on our toes with and and the boss Stephen, make sure that we are. And, um, you know, that's, that's the level we're at. So I, I, until we wrap and whenever we wrap or whenever that may be, and what year that may be, then you'll probably go back and go, well, originally I said this, but then I really like this character. And I, so things may change, but um, yeah, there's a lot of colorful characters in, in the show, which is great.
0: Yeah. We're a little partial to, to Paul because he shouted us our podcast I shouted out our podcast on instagram a couple months yeah ago. he's a
1: good lad paul's yeah. great very loud very voices you know what i mean it's the way it is it's like half five in the morning you'll hear him coming and you'll hear me i mean we're probably the two loudest actors on the set which is probably ridiculous um but we uh are our hearts on our sleeve and we are blessed to go to work when we're allowed to go to work and um and we're not afraid to show that emotion sometimes with a bit of uh energy you know
2: So tell me, you were mentioned like Steven and everything, which is like so cool, just so casually mentioned Steven Knight. Tell me, we love to watch TV, but obviously we are like the consumer end of it. Like how much is the producer or creator involved in like the day-to-day of Peaky Blinders? Like, do you have a lot of interaction with him? How does that work?
1: Yeah, we can have um, as much interaction as we want with Steven. Uh, We left the phone and we phone him. Um, does he come on set? Yes, of course he does. Does he come on set all the time? No, he trusts us. He's writing now at this stage for us. That's his words, not mine. He's aware of what we can do. He's aware of the boundaries that he wants to push us. He always sets a good challenge for actors, which is great. But um, look, listen, he, he he has a team
0: of people yeah. behind him.
1: And I don't mean writers. I mean, like, with the directors and Anto and every year that we have directors we have Anthony back this year again which is great so already that relationship's bounded so for example um we get we, we had a new director every time which is sometimes normally the case and you'd spend the first few weeks trying to work out how the director works how you work what way how, who, who who said what who's, who's who needs to be told you know certain ways to do certain things how do I know, what the info is without you telling me, and 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 that'll go and grow, you know what I mean? And like Otto was great at the start because Otto does all his his way, and and Cathro was great, Colin was absolutely amazing, and then you know, Anto, The good thing now is with anto he knows us, so we don't need that breaking grass. We don't need that. We know him. We know when anto says something, we do it. Hip hop, mm-hmm. shape and ready, or God help you. And and that's that's the level that we're at at the minute. So the fact that Stephen has the trust. Of the guys, the producers all on board. Um, uh, but most importantly, we're you know, we're big boys and girls. We we know <laughs> we we've a job to do, you know. Um, and we need to do it the way that he has written it. And before we go any further, is there freedom in the script? There's always freedom for certain characters. Mm. But when Stephen writes, he writes so beautifully that you don't need the you don't you don't need to. You don't the full stop's there are for a reason. Do you understand?
2: Yeah, that's the name awesome is written hear. that way
1: for a reason, and um, it's an absolute honor to try and do it exactly as he writes it rather than trying as much as you want to put your own character on it. Um, there's a certain point where you've got to uh admire, sit back, and enjoy the beautiful writing and uh, enjoy being lost in the moment of it. But he's, I think, he's one of the best in the whole entire planet at writing, given the white, idea. it's just he's incredible not just piggy This other stuff as well you know he's uh and a great man a great guy dead on down the earth you could sit and have a cup of tea or a paint with him um and he'll talk to you about whatever whatever's you know normal you know normal people that just do extraordinary things
2: yeah. oh that's so cool to hear so you had mentioned how Johnny Dogs, one episode, that was all you were supposed to be there for, but obviously you're still here. So, how much of that was you? How much of it was Steven? Like, is Johnny a hard character to play? Like, you definitely are one of the funniest characters in a very serious show. (laughs) So, Uh, tell uh, us about your character. Like, how did that come to play? Is it fun to be? I I actually
1: think. I think one of the funnier characters in the show, uh, to be honest, is, like, there's some really funny stuff with Killian. Really? <laughs> like, honestly. I mean, when you sit back and you watch, like, imagine for a second being in that position. Like, like some of it's gross. I know all that. I don't know the show. went, But some of it's absolutely hilarious. Like, if you th- just think about it, I think one of my favorite moments
2: is is when there's like the nurse and he talks about like um do you ever or not the nurse the maid and he's like do you ever read your bible naked (laughs) every time that gets me
1: yeah so there's things they like um Tom's very funny Tom Hardy has an amazing talent at doing what he wants and it's funny to the point where it's not funny because nobody's laughing it's only funny when you're in your living room There's different comedy, different elements, Mm -hmm. there's different energy is the word I'm using rather than comedy, because nothing is comedy in that sense. Even comedians don't think things are that funny. They're not meant to be funny. They're funny for you, but Mm -hmm. it's an absolute ordeal for me. And that's part of the reason why it's absolutely funny. So as I'm having an absolute nervous breakdown and an anxiety attack, and I need to go to the toilet, you're laughing at that. And that's that's the difference in, in that sense. The, the thing about Johnny Dogs, uh, even Paul, Paul Anderson's absolutely hilarious, you know what I mean, as Arthur. I mean, yeah. some of the scenes that he is in are just absolutely brilliant. So there's a lot of colourful characters in there that th- it's funny when you watch it, of course, but they're also very real. So let's keep that straight, because that's what we're portraying here, you know. Um, but look, to get back to the start, when we, when we did it, you're always taught very carefully when you're doing your work there's no small parts in anything. So you need to be prepared um, and you need to be ready. And I wanted to make sure with the scene that I shot at the start of Piggies, all those years ago, was it eight years or something now? That, wow, well, it's mad then, eight <laughs> <It> years <is. laughs> um, I, I wanted to make sure that, and oh wow, well, we've more to go. Um, I wanted to make sure uh, that I had a backstory that, that, that matched the energy that I was bringing Because this character that I was reading through, I remember I've read Season at this stage, so I know this character is not somebody who you could sort of talk down to, because it's Tommy Shelby at that stage, you're learning about who he is. But if you knew him as a child and as kids, and you were both 10 and 11, and you're the same age bracket, and, you know, could I try and bring that relationship back so that I speak to him differently than everybody else? Because I knew him when he was helping me make a swing of a fucking tree when we were 10 years of age and had no shoes. That's the characters that we are. That's what we wanted to bring to it. So with a quick conversation about that with Otto, and and of course none of this is there, it's all in in, in you, it's, it's in your head, you know? Uh, he he thought, look, that's a great idea. Let's, let's go with that and let's see what the difference is with that character rather than being part of the guys that say yes sir no sir you know if, i think if johnny dogs thinks there's something wrong he's gonna tell him listen i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it but this is fucking wrong tom you know and he and he go into it because i feel it's wrong you might know something that i don't which he fucking always does and that's the wonderful thing of tv sometimes um but yeah so There's that element of it. But the only reason to get back that I'm back is because Stephen Stephen brought me back. This starts with a guy with a pen and a piece of paper. And please don't ever forget that. And that's what we need to sort of, as actors, we need to thank a lot more of our writers out there, especially newer writers coming on board because without this beautiful information and wonderful talent that they have from their imagination get on the paper, then we have nothing, Daniel. We have absolutely nothing. We're just, you know, we've nothing new. We just have all these things being redone again, you know. Where all the new stuff at the minute is just mind blown. Um, You know, whatever, even new series is at the minute. I'm a fan of Succession. I think that's great. You know, again, top class rating at its best. Fast, Furious. I asked one of the guys how much of that is scripted, how much of that's just complete off the top tongue. And it's it's scripted. These are writers that are a different league of their own. They're writing the way we would hear it. They're writing the ad libs for you. The improvisation moments are now written because the writers have created those pieces. You know, I'm a big fan of all that, um, and I'm very aware that the only reason I'm I'm anywhere near Picky Brenner's again is because the writer allows me to be.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I thought I thought that was beautifully said, and you know. Part of that and, and be creating that character and creating that background, what are your similarities as Packy Lee to Johnny Dogs? Do you bring out some of yourself? Because it sounds like at 4.30 in the morning, you can be a little bit like Johnny Dogs.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I can do that. No problem at 4.30, I'm up, I'm ready. I, I'm not, look, listen, there's, I have friends, very close friends of mine um, who will always be my friends who nail my feet to the ground. So it doesn't matter what job I'm doing, I'm, I need to be very, very aware that, that I'm very lucky to be in any type of job in my in my business, in my entertainment business, than to be in, especially now in COVID especially, rather than being work. My, some of my friends are up at car washes at six in the morning, freezing cold, trying to get the ice off the ground so that the cars can drive in, so they can wash them. That's hard work, you know. Uh, some of the guys are out um, uh, on the roads, fixing concrete at roads in the middle of nowhere, four o'clock in the morning and somebody's coming to pick me up on a card on you and bring me to set yeah and i'm about to do something that i have i love doing more than anything and i have wanted to do it from a young boy and i'm clearly living my dream the last thing i'm going to do is go oh that's 4 30. it can't be annoyed you know it's just it's not happening i'm ready i'm ready three weeks before because and that's not just this job that's my jobs, that's 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 all of them, all of them, especially even theatre. I'm very aware, it's not just this, please don't get me wrong. Um, what you have to learn, <laughs> what I've had to learn is to control the energy. And um, as much as you're awake at 4.30 in the morning, some other people around you aren't. <laughs> and you just need to give them a bit more time to have their coffee and get their bananas into them. I'm ready when you are, you know.
0: Very true, yeah. All right, so my, my other co-host, Josh, he couldn't make it today, but he sent me a couple questions. We got to get into, like, deep, peaky head okay. mode here, okay? So okay. tell me, what was the bigger surprise death for you when you either read it or you saw it? Because there were a couple surprise deaths in, you know, in the five seasons.
1: What's the biggest surprise death? Um, Joe, Maybe. Um, well, it's not that it was a surprise. You know, when you read the scripture, aware of what's happening. Um, there was a choice made there, I believe, uh, which is a great choice because it's Joe, and I'm very close with Joe. Um, and if you haven't seen Gangs of London, you better. We 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 covered it. We covered it on the podcast. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a surprise for me. Um, maybe not a surprise, more emotional, because, you know, I knew what was happening at that stage, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, that was probably my emotional attachment to it, because he's a very good friend of ours. Other than that, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan, you understand? So I try and read as much of it, but try not to get too involved in knowing all about it, because I like, enjoy watching it, um. I don't watch it when you watch it. For some reason, it's a bit, I have to just not watch it at the time everyone else is watching it. Uh, I like to maybe go for a walk or um, spend time sending some emails or something. I don't know. It's just, it's, um, it's weird. When you're on stage, you're on stage. When you're on TV, it's done. You can't do anything. And let's not forget another shout out to our director and the editors because <clears throat> as much as we do all this in the room, the cameraman needs to catch it. The sound man needs to catch his sound. They add it and sweep, then add it, and then we see it. So I have no idea what we're going to see until it's there. So there's always a wee bit of anxiety, excitement, stroke. I hope it's okay. I hope people like it. Um, I will say this. This is the best one yet. And like I mean, I know last year I said this could be quite good. I was a fan of season four. I've made that very clear. But this is just unreal. So please sit back, relax, be patient. We're going to bring you a lot of um, a lot of hours of very, very, very good television. Trust me, it's
0: it's painful to not ask you any questions.
1: I'm sorry. I know. No, I know. I know. Trust me. No. It's, but I'll come back on and I'll go through it with you when you, it's been heard. and I'll 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 go through a, su- a few moments with you. But um, yeah, that, uh, honestly, it's it's quite quite um it's quite exciting. Be, I think this is you know people's always asked me at what level do you think Peaky Branders is at, and I'm like, what do you what do you mean? Like, well, you've got Sopranos, and then you've got a like Broadwalk Empire, and you've got all these shows. I mean. And I like the fact that you've mentioned those two shows, and you have mentioned my show in the middle of those two shows, is impressive. I don't, I don't really look at where we are within that category, but it's very hard to not say that we're about to smash it very soon. That's all I'm saying.
0: Goosebumps. That's that's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Me too.
1: Honestly, me too. Me too. And I'm sure the whole entire cast are the same. Me too. Yeah.
0: I'll I'll tell you what though, for people that that can't necessarily see Packy right now. It's just, it's very exciting to talk to someone who's a fan, like excited about the content yeah. that you guys are creating. So this is a question that we ask every one of our guests that have been on the show, and I'll tell you what, no pressure, but everyone has about the same answer. So what was your favorite scene in Peaky Blinders history? If you could think of one scene or one or two scenes, what, what would it, what would pop
1: to your mind? My favorite scene? Yep. Um, I have so many. Man. You can't go wrong. I, like, That's what I'm
0: gonna say. You can't go wrong. So you. Can pick well, no, you can't.
1: I, I could. I could say, "What's my favorite scene watching it?" Or "What's the favorite scene that I've been in?" Is two different things. So, um, uh, I, I think, to be honest with you, all the family scenes are my favorite scenes. Yeah, there's a certain bit of magic that happens whether you like that or not in a room when we all come together and year after year and year after year we're growing and growing and I just love looking back at the family scenes. Now of course my favourite scene of all would be the likes of um, the start of it because it's what's made me enjoy and fall in love with the character and everything which is the first season but I mean, it's hard not to just look at Tommy Shelby and Alfie Solomons and go, like that's not—that's just magic. What the M boys are doing—that's just—that's all to sit back and admire the amount of hard work that was done before somebody said action. And that's what I love. I love all them scenes. Them scenes are. This is not a show, man, where you can arrive on set and start learning your lines. Your work has been done. You understand? You you, you need to deliver. All shows are the same. Yeah. But with this, you need to be on your AA game because everyone else is. And that's that's a different with it. I just have so many different emotional ones that are quite close to me that I like. Stuff that I'm not even in is some of my favourite stuff. Um, I know you had Paul on, uh, Billy Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I loved all Billy's stuff. I uh, thought it was great. I'm very close to Paul. Paul's a good lad. And, um, yeah, I love all of... Um, I love all of Helen's stuff. Thanks, class. You know, listen, I love them all. You can't go wrong. Listen, I just basically enjoy the show as much as the next person who's a fan. Um, but, of course, some of my scenes have to be the ones on my own with the likes of Killian. Just getting the know. No, not us, but the characters are coming out you're starting to, I see a bit of that relationship when they were 10 years of age making a swing off a tree. That's the difference, you know?
0: It definitely hits differently when you, when you think about that perspective. But you talk about the families. I have to throw out, we've been asking for the spinoff of Peaky Blinders to be the nannies of Birmingham. <laughs> like we're dying. You know, We, we want to know what yeah, goes yeah. on with all of those kids yeah. when they're not on screen.
1: I know, man, I know, I know, I know. Listen, there's been a lot of cry out for spinoff series. As of this, we haven't even finished Peaky Bender. So, you know, I I, I don't know where that's going. Again, I'm going to tell you this now, massive, absolutely massive is season six. So spinoffs or no spinoffs, just again, let's not ask that question until we finish because God knows who we're about to see or not see or, we, you know, whatever. So, yeah.
2: Oh my gosh, that is so exciting. So we have heard from a few of the other characters that I've also interviewed that between Killian and Tom Hardy, like just absolutely incredible actors to work with, who is more like intimidating or terrifying to do a scene with? Well, I guess you haven't necessarily had any scenes with I them. guess I've
1: done a scene with both. Um, okay. So that's cool. None of the boys are intimidating. Nobody's intimidating
0: or what? threatening.
1: What or about from a- everyone's? Everyone's working. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't really... Everyone's turned up to do a job because we're on the clock and we've only got a certain amount of time to do it. So that's what's intimidating. Not not the actors, not the characters. Tom's fantastic. He's in a different league of his own. Of course he is. Very proud to be in anything with him. Killian's the same. Paul is extremely very talented and good. Um sometimes the most intimidating parts of the directors because at the end of the day you've got to make sure that you're delivering what they want as much as what the other actor next to is trying to achieve, you know. So um, I don't know. Yeah, weird. What
0: about what about from a character's perspective? Who who is more scary to sit next to? Is it Arthur? Is it Tommy? Is it Alfie?
1: Um for Johnny Dogs, it would be Tommy. Because as much as he's got the respect, he, I'll know he, if he wants me to do something that has to be done. And I'd rather defend Tommy Shelby against everyone else, that's is a character, than go against him. But my God, I mean, you couldn't go up against Alfie Solomans. So there'd be something wrong with you. And then Arthur, you know, what Arthur? Which one? You know, there's that many Arthurs, you know what I mean? Who are you getting up out of bed in the morning? So, um, <laughs> There's, there's, yeah. I mean, obviously uh, all the actors can be very intimidating when they need to be, but they make it very easy because, you know, they're just nice lads, you know? Like us, we're all good guys. We're not, we're not assholes, you know?
0: Are there ever like, you know, memorable, you know, spit takes or mess ups that maybe we're not able to see any blooper reels, but you've got in the back of your memory?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, a couple of ones from series four with the likes of Joe and, uh, was that three? Yeah, yeah, the one with the uh, the horses and stuff. Um, some of the horses were run the way on us. Uh, some One of the horses headbutted at me at one stage. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I mean, Joe hit me a kick and it it was more than a kick. It took me about 20 minutes to actually get up off the ground. Yeah. Um, And, you know, these are moments that we've done. Sometimes we just involve, enjoy getting stuck in, you know. Some of the fighting scenes have been great because we've just been allowed to get stuck in, which is great. As much as it's sort of choreographed, there's a wee bit of, uh, you know, especially with me and Joe and Paul, we can sort of give each other a good rattle. Um, uh, Just don't touch the face. But (laughs) Uh, but no, all good, all good. I mean, listen, it's grand, it's fine.
0: Yeah, before we let you go, I need you to tell me about this new movie Pixie because you're featuring, you know, yeah. Olivia Cook, Alec Baldwin, a couple of Peaky Blinders alums with you and Daryl McCormick and Ned Dennehy. Yeah, yeah,
1: tell yeah. Me about yeah, it. yeah. Um, so Pixie's great. It's um, a comedy. Uh, Alec Baldwin, absolute joy to work with Alec. Colin Meaney, one of my heroes on the yep. list of
0: Kings of London African too.
1: Actors. Yeah, man. Listen, just great to sit and work with him. He's uh, a lovely, beautiful man. Beautiful family, um, and again another one that brings the A game. You understand? Yeah. It's the work's done. So when the work's done, they they relax, have a cup of coffee, chill out. We shoot our scenes. Good luck. Um, but come on, you know, Paramount, great fun. Pixie, Olivia's great. Then it, Darl's fantastic. Um, and of course, uh, I play a crazy. Um, southern cowboy western guy which is great to have you know of course right yeah yeah yeah. that's which is always good to have i tell you i had this they gave me this porn star mustache that came round here look and right <laughs> down and then they they had sideburns here and if you click onto the peaky blender festival um because i was sort of there as well i was doing a bit of DJing out it. i was filming the night before with pixie then i had the flight of birmingham i had the flight of st- the studio to do uh Saturday a.m. it's a show over here and i'm, I'm all in all these locks and i've got the mustache and i look terrible man yeah i look great in the movie because yeah. it's all the waistcoat now but i look terrible with the tracksuit on man i look terrible you know so uh all of a sudden i'm there with liam gallagher and um and and we're there um sam's there Sam caps there and we're at the festival and I just had somebody sent me a photograph recently. It's so bad, Daniel. It just reminds you of that stupid moustache. You know, well,
0: we, we can't wait to see it. It'll be released depending on where you are, January, maybe February, yes. February 2021. no, it's done very
1: well here. And I, when it got released two days later, we went into lockdown. We are still in lockdown back home, um, which is mad traveling the airports that are anti and crazy times at the minute. And a big shout out to everyone at the minute struggling. Just... Stay, tight, stay safe and, and we all hopefully get through all this and and hopefully we'll be talking about it for a long, long time, I'm sure anyway, so.
0: Amen, yeah. yeah, last question I'll ask you here. Did you know that Alfie Solomons was coming back or was it until you got the script that you found out that from season I know five, everything. I
1: know everything, I You
0: everything. So between four Everyone, and every,
1: of, There's just, yeah, yeah like look, look, we're saying in NDNAs, we're very aware of what we're doing. If you've read the script, you know. You understand? that other actors know? No. Did they read the full scripts? No. <laughs> there it is. But there was certain clues. If you just read it, you understand. Some people didn't want to know. Some people want to leave it and just don't be telling me anything. I just want to do what I have to do. And you can, they can do that because they know their, they know their thought process of where they are and they enjoy it. But did I know? Yeah, yeah, I knew. yeah, I knew. yeah.
0: And I can't <laughs> not ask when, when do you start filming season six?
1: Um you don't have to answer, but I have to ask. I don't think I'm allowed to answer. Um
0: to be determined. Well, Finn Cole told us maybe by the end of 2021, so we can still go by that.
1: Yeah, I would maybe go a wee bit earlier than that, man. hey,
0: okay, there we go. Fantastic news to sign us off.
1: Yeah, look, listen, we start very, very, very soon. All right. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's what we'll leave it on, man. You were a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: No problem, Marissa. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Good podcast. Big shirt. Right? See you soon, bud.
0: That'll do it for this episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. For Packy Lee, from Marissa Fox, I'm Daniel Gilman. We binge, so you don't have to.